Well, with Thanksgiving and the holidays here, this week's podcast all about food. We've got a special Thanksgiving edition of Yes or BS with Mr. Mayor. Ridiculous turkey facts. A Thanksgiving foodie roundup. Plus ridiculous fast food facts. Some nerd news. Live comedy from me. And lovely Maria talks about showing off cleavage at work, which has nothing to do with Thanksgiving or food. Kind of. All this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. The podcast. Well, with a Thanksgiving holiday barreling down on us like a angry teen wheeler with no brakes, it's time to edumacate you. The educational part of the program with some uh, turkey facts. As we know, number one meal of the day for tomorrow. And I'll tell you right now, and I've mentioned this, I personally think the Thanksgiving meal is highly overrated. Turkey, it's okay. I prefer it in a sandwich, to be honest. Mashed potatoes and gravy, we can have any time. Corn, really the only, uh, the yams, the stuffing is about the only thing we don't have regularly, maybe. I I think it's highly overrated. You know, I, I would have much rather had the Pilgrims land, and how great would it have been if they all celebrated with steak and lobster and a cold beer? That'd be such a much better dinner in my eyes. But whatever, we do turkeys. We eat more turkeys than any place on the planet. So here's some uh, educational turkey facts for you. Did you know turkeys are native to northern Mexico? Much like your weed. The substance that makes you drowsy on Thanksgiving is called tryptophan. The substance that wakes you up Thanksgiving day is called cocaine. Ooh, female turkeys don't gobble. Yeah, except on their husband's birthday. Turkey is a very popular food, but a very unpopular vape juice flavor. Turkey became the symbol of Thanksgiving because, let's face it, you can't make a deer by tracing your hand on construction paper. Doesn't work. Tried it. Wild turkeys can fly. And if you drink enough wild turkey, you'll think you can fly. Oh, and make sure before Googling the word butterball that you enable your safe search. That thing hanging down from the turkey's necks is the same consistency as your lunch lady's arms. Eating turkey can make you tired. Eating it while watching C-SPAN or listening to NPR can actually be fatal. The most turkeys are produced in Minnesota, Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri, and Virginia. But most of those moved to Washington, D.C. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be our country's official bird, while everyone else in Philadelphia wanted the country's official bird to be the middle finger. And finally, wild turkeys can run 20 miles an hour, particularly when your grandmother starts discussing the elections during the Thanksgiving dinner. That is your turkey facts from Crapper Creek. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Always a special time of the year. The, uh, of course, the holidays are upon us, and there's really nothing we can do about it. But uh, ho- hopefully to have a good one. And uh, enjoy hearing some words of wisdom from this man right here, the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska, Mr. Jim Matherly is with us. Jim, how, how are you doing, Mr. Mayor? Well, if you want to hear wisdom, I, I don't have much wisdom for you today, but happy <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving week, Mr. Glenn. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. And of course, uh, always a good time. Now, I have said that I think the Thanksgiving meal is highly overrated. And I am, uh, 
I'm, I'm not a big fan of all the all the food involved. I'm just it's okay, I guess. It's all right. But I don't understand why it's such a big important meal that we have to have the same damn meal twice in a month. I don't get because that. Because it doesn't it doesn't have strawberry quick, so you don't, you don't want to put any part it of it. It doesn't have strawberry quick. I'm out. No, yeah, uh, that's your, that's the problem. No, this Thanksgiving I'm doing surf and turf. That's what I'm doing. Oh, that sounds good. It's just us at the house. We don't need to impress any in-laws or family. So he said, to hell with all of them, we're doing surf and turf. So that's one of the benefits of uh, maybe having this COVID holiday thing. So that's just us. But everybody's different, and everybody has their own twist. And uh, a lot of folks like the traditions of Thanksgiving, all of them that they bring. And that's why we have a special Thanksgiving edition of yes or BS. Here we go. <laughs> let's just, uh, let's get this ready. Are we ready? Here we go. Hold on. It goes, uh, like I got to get the right sound effects for you so we can do it right. Do it. Otherwise, it's just, it's, yeah. And now it's time yes. for yes. 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 Or BS. All right, Mr. Mayor. And uh, with that in mind, our topic is, of course, Thanksgiving. So here we go. Thanksgiving. Right. Here's here's your first question. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is always the last Thursday of November. That's true. Nope. <laughs> Boy, oh for one. Uh, no, it's uh, most years. It's the last Thursday, but it's technically the fourth Thursday of the month. The next time November has a fifth is uh, a a fifth Thursday would be twenty twenty three. And that, that's one of those weird years where it gives you an ex almost six weeks before Christmas when that happens. Um, it's because you said the third and you threw me off. I, I see what you did there, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. I said it's always the last Thursday in November, and it's not. So there you go. So right. you, were, you were wrong on every level. So don't try to spin this into a positive, Mr. Mayor, with your little hey, political I'm a politician. Games. I spin, all right? <laughs> the song Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. Man, I hate when you get me like this. It just sounds ludicrous. It's always been Christmas to me, so I say no. Hmm. Wow. Wrong again. <laughs> Wrong again. Over two. A guy in New England named James Pierpoint published it in 1857. He wanted people to sing it on Thanksgiving, but it came associated with, uh, with Christmas instead. Oh, Pierpoint was full of it. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Eighteen fifty-seven. Drinking no some way. weird grain alcohol, <laughs> got all gooped up. He didn't right. know. Uh, That's right. There were no forks on the first Thanksgiving, sixteen twenty-one. No forks. Oh they had no. They had no forks. <laughs> well, forks have been around a long time. I can't believe there was no forks. I mean, I'd say that's BS. The pilgrims were British and forks just weren't popular in England yet. They just oh. used knives, spoons, and their hands. Lots of hand stuff. So, uh, you gotta be kidding me. Am I sucking that bad today? Well, you're 0 for 3. So, yes. <laughs> now, and, and, and that's as worst as you've done, is Miss Yeah, it is. So yeah, sure. now there's a little pressure as we move into these final two questions. The very first TV dinners were made of Thanksgiving leftovers. Leftovers. The very first TV dinners were made of Thanksgiving leftovers. 
oh, what the hell? I'm going to say yes. Wow, pulled that one out of your ass. <laughs> And and what an ass it is. Oh, Swanson. Here's the deal. Swanson had a bunch of extra frozen turkey after Thanksgiving in uh, 1953. So they divided it up into 5,000 aluminum trays, along with stuffing, potatoes, vegetables, and gravy. And they came up with the name TV Dinner. Each one costs 98 cents, and the rest is history. So, yeah, there you go. Pretty good. Thank goodness I got one right. All right, here's your last one. All right, do it. Gratiarophobia. Gratiarophobia. It's the irrational fear of Thanksgiving. Is that a thing? Yes or BS? Oh, gosh, there's a phobia for everything. And there's a phobia for being scared of phobia. So I have to believe that's a real phobia. So yes. There we go. Saved himself a little a little dignity as we roll into the holidays. Uh <laughs> Gratiarophobia is the irrational, yeah, and if you have an irrational fear of turkeys, that one is maleagrophobia. Maleagrophobia is the fear of turkeys, but that, no, the fear of Thanksgiving, which I don't understand. Is I don't it, either. Is it the buckled hats? Is it the yams? I mean, what, uh, you know, is it family? <laughs> it's the lack of forks. Uh, it's the lack of forks. There it is. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I, I heard a good... I heard a good Thanksgiving joke. You know why people don't have much uh, whoopee on Thanksgiving? Why? Because all the coats are on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but only in the guest room. They're always on the bed oh, in the guest room. Oh, that's right. There's other rooms involved here. Uh, so, so no whoopee, no forks, and no strawberry quick. That's pretty much uh, Thanksgiving this year in a nutshell with the mayor. That sucks. Thanks for joining us, and have a good Thanksgiving, sir. Thanks, Glenn. Love to your family. Take care. Same. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Just in time for the big Thanksgiving day, I think it's time for another foodie roundup. Yeah! It's what we do. We'll start with Pizza Hut in the UK. They're selling a Christmas tree that uses a red wine gravy sauce. It's got toppings like rotisserie chicken and stuffing. Mmm, <laughs> hungry yet? In exile. Elsewhere, Waffle House is releasing its first beer. Because what goes better with waffles than beer? Okay, everything, but still. Shitty idea, but still. Ah, but not to be outdone, Costco is selling Christmas ornaments filled with mini whiskey bottles. Like those are still going to be on the tree come Christmas. Well, they will. They'll just be empty. And uh, due to smaller groups of people getting together for Thanksgiving, although uh, one study said that still 40% are planning to do it with, like, groups of 10 or more, which is stupid. That's all right. Not my house. 22% are going to be cooking Thanksgiving dinner for the very first time. So, so many folks have 911 handy. I think it'll come in handy. And stovetop. Yes, the stuffing people. You know, we've been wearing sweatpants all year, right? We're going to really switch to form-fitting clothes on the biggest overeating day of the year? No, well, Stovetop 
has decided to release a clothing line for Thanksgiving. Rather than going with like sweatpants, no, formal wear. Like a red velvet dinner jacket with stuffing lining. I think it's pictures of their logo. Cufflinks, reversible shawl, handkerchief, pocket square, that kind of thing. Because I guess, let's face it, uh, sweatpant fatigue is real. We're getting, uh, I'm a little tired of it. I'm ready to put on big boy clothes. I won't lie to you, the red jacket, I'm kind of down with the red jacket. I'm on that. I think I might have to go for it. <laughs> How about you? Anyone? No? Yeah! Elsewhere. Research indicates that eating late at night damages your memory. Which explains why no one ever seems to remember being the one to eat that last slice of cake. Maybe that's it. <laughs> what? No. Did you know the fancier mac and cheese gets the less taste uh, rule? Yeah, fancier mac and cheese. They say that the fancier mac and cheese gets. If you ever had the fancy mac and cheese, they do all kinds of stuff, little crumbles, start going top shelf with your mac and cheese. Well, they say uh, the less it tastes like mac and cheese. This opinion was shared on Reddit. Kind of agree, but what do you think? Is mac and cheese supposed to just be kind of runny and bright orange with tiny, tiny noodles? Or do you like the big fancy stuff? Ooh, going to go nuts with the white cheese and shells? Look at you, you risk taker. All right, maybe not that big of a risk taker. And finally... If you're having uh, trouble for Thanksgiving, let me give you Glenner's Thanksgiving turkey recipe. Here's what you do. Set your oven to 350. Season the turkey as you normally would. All the usual stuff. And then you want to begin basting the turkey with, write this down, equal parts of the following. One-fifth of vodka. One-fifth of rum. One-fifth of bourbon. And finally, a fifth of gin. Let that baste. After you've finished basting, throw out the fucking turkey and drink the gravy. Be the best fucking Thanksgiving of your life. In-laws? What fucking in-laws? I don't hear a goddamn thing. Sons of bitches. God damn it. What was I talking about? for yet another educational portion of the program this week, boys and girls. Uh, we're uh, having fun with fast food with the mayor, so why not hit you with this? Did you know it was National Fast Food Day while back? Yeah, that's a thing. For most of you, I know it's like Monday, but whatever. But for the rest of you, these are actual facts about your favorite fast food. You ready? Here we go. For one, the fries in the bottom of the bag... Who do they belong to? Whoever paid. If everyone split the tab, you go to a knife fight. Just how it is. Uh, all those McDonald's Happy Meal toys you saved have risen in value. Oh, yeah, to almost like 13, 14 cents each. They're going big on the market. Uh, eating large quantities of fast food is linked to obesity, heart disease, and all those other things that you already have. The largest hamburger in the world was made in Minnesota. But I'm going to go out on a ledge and guess it was eaten in Wisconsin. Fast food got its name because you get the food fast and the diarrhea even faster. 
Sesame seed, probably one of the most popular hamburger buns, right? The least popular bun, man. Bun. If you knew what was actually in a McRib, you'd... Oh, who am I kidding? (laughs) You'd eat it anyway. Fast food, believe it or not, dates back to ancient Greece, which incidentally, your hash brown was fried in this morning. Sonic was recently honored for its contribution to the toilet paper industry. The best way to guarantee a huge laugh, walk into Arby's and ask if they have any low-fat menu options. <laughs> that always kills. Uh, the most expensive hot dog in the world was called the Juni Bond. And anybody paid $169 for it was called a total idiot. And eating fast food, obviously, can lead to obesity, which can lead to early death. So this, in America, is known as totally worth it. And finally, Wendy, total burger whore. Had to be said. This Maria. Good morning, sweetheart. Oh, hey, good morning. You're calling me on the line. What's going on? Why? Because when you call me on this line, that means you're going to bother me for something useless. It's not useless. Uh, All right. What are we going to I just had to tell you this morning, you looked very attractive going into work today. And I couldn't help but notice you were showing just a little bit of cleavage. Being a little kiss-ass. What do you want? A little bit of cleavage, which is awesome. And I'm telling you, it could work in your favor because the new study says uh, that women who show some cleavage at work are viewed as being better bosses and more powerful. And that's not only with men, but other women see it that way as well. So. Oh, that's awesome. I show plenty of cleavage at work. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I you just win. <laughs> I just, with all the guys listening to this station, uh, I think we just uh, increased Arctic Fire and Safety's oh, uh, bottom line by 30%. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. They said they were surprised by the results, but like everything else when it comes to women's sexuality and work, it's, uh, it's a minefield to navigate. But they said there's a, a fine line bef- between going overboard. Correct. Correct. Right. And now, if I'm, you know, if I were like a bartender, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, work it, girl. Apparently, it's working for you. That's an, that's your newest study? Yes. <laughs> I think a man did that study. Well, I was a university, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but they're saying towards even women, it's that way. So apparently, it's working for you is what I'm saying, because... I'm sure the guys, you know, in the warehouse love it, but oh, apparently, but apparently, the ladies uh, respect you more for it, as do I. <laughs> oh well, I've been waiting for that all day. <laughs> I mean, really, sitting around waiting for that. I respect you and your cleavage. Uh huh. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Well, well uh, I think it's about time here in the cabin we throw down some uh, knowledge to you because this is an educational kind of program, right? So we'll give you some nerd news as we look at science. <laughs> you good with that? All right, let's do it, shall we? Here we go. Our latest uh, science and nerd news this week. Fun segment. Sunday, uh, last uh, about a week ago, big engineering day in history. Gillette received a patent for the first disposable razor on that day in 1904. They got popular in World War I because troops got them in their field kits. So after the war, more guys started shaving at home. Huge day. Yeah, that was a big one. 
Two elements on the periodic table turned 75 years old this last week. Americium and Curium. Now, uh, Americium, I think that's how it's pronounced. God, listen to me. It's used in smoke alarms. And Curium is used in uh, atomic batteries. Wow, because we all have those. The computer mouse, happy birthday. It turned 50. Just this last week, an engineer named Doug Engelbart patented it in 1970, made the first one out of wood. (laughs) Just like George Washington's teeth. He called it a mouse because he thought the cord looked like a tail. So right off the bat, it was called a a computer mouse right from the get-go. Another anniversary uh, a week ago, Wednesday, the 57th anniversary, the first push-button telephone. 1963, it came out. I, I think our house had one in the early 70s, and I was amazed. Took a few decades, but eventually killed off the old rotary-style phones. Ours came, remember, and they were like, uh, the phone was like green, and you would have the extra long cord for the phone in the kitchen that you would stretch into the pantry for the quote-unquote private call. And speaking of birthdays, happy birthday recently, Edwin Hubble, 131 years old just the other day. He discovered the universe was expanding in 1929, and even Albert Einstein didn't believe it for a while. Later on, he got a cool telescope named after him. Yeah, the Hubble, yeah, perhaps you heard of it. Finally in your nerd news, a happy birthday to the yo-yo. It's 154 years old, the modern version anyway. Ancient Greeks had similar toys, and uh, the yo-yo in parts of uh, South America was used as a weapon in war. <laughs> gonna hit you with the round the round the world. I'm gonna walk the dog right up your ass. I'm gonna walk the dog. Put out an eye. That's your nerd news. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, time for a little stand-up comedy humor. Uh, This one, once again, with myself. Uh, And I go back a ways, this backstory on this uh, bit. I was headlining in Anchorage, about 400 miles south of here, and they flew me down. My buddy Bob at K-Whale, K-Whale Radio, the FM K-Whale. Great dude, great radio guy. Hires me to headline a weekend of shows at Rum Runners in in Anchorage. But the first two nights, they were shipping me out to... uh, Wasilla of the Matsu Valley, which is like the trailer park uh, meth capital central of Alaska, to do a couple nights there and then get me back into Anchorage to do his radio show and to do some shows at Rum Runners. And the entire thing was a mess from the get-go. So I talked about it on stage that Friday night when I got to Rum Runners. And here was my recap of my week in Anchorage. The deal on era.
I text Hal, oh, I thought Bob was picking you up. So I got this dude, Victor, picks me up. My first two nights out in the valley, where they put me up at the Matsu res Resort. Good thing I had my tennis racket. it up for another edition of the podcast we'll be back next week we're going to do it all again with more comics more weirdness and more fun we thank you for tuning in tell your friends about it if you like it make sure to leave a comment share it would you please till then check me out on air at xrock959.com streaming my daily rock and roll morning show live from crapper creek on twitter Next Rock Morning Show on Facebook and check out my YouTube page for some video action. Just search Glentertainment. Till next week, be blessed. Take care, be kind to others, and we'll see you later. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. 
This has been a Glendertainment production.